0: Hi, I'm Randy and I'm Claire and you're
1: listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. Welcome to episode 5 and today I'm going to be doing something a little off the cuff. Um I got inspired a couple days ago to do some disappeared Up and vanished style historical cases. So I wanted to talk to you guys about incidents that have happened that have caused people to be lost at sea. Yes. It's gonna be interesting. We're gonna talk about ghosts and stuff. (gasps) I love ghosts. I know me too. I've always wanted to meet one. So if anybody knows a ghost, let me know. (laughs) Introduce us. I would love to meet them. Okay. So the first story we're gonna be talking about is about the ghost ship, the Mary Celeste. Have you heard of it before? No. Fabulous. <laughs> okay. So on December 5th, 1872, the British ship, the uh, Dea Gracia? Gracia? You're Spanish. <laughs> Dea Gracia? Gracia. Gracia. See? This I is, think. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. Any, if anybody knows the correct Grasha I think it's Gratia, though. Grasha. okay. So the British ship, the De Grasha, was sailing near the Azoros Islands when the captain spotted a large ship just adrift in the Atlantic. They were about 1,000 miles off of the western coast of Portugal when they saw the ship, so they decided to sail over to it to see what was going on. It's not real, is it? No, it's real. It's Don't a ghost worry. ship? <laughs> just, just hold on. Hold okay. on. <laughs> so the ship was the Mary Celeste, and when the crew of the de Gracia boarded the ship, they found everything in perfect order, and even the crew's clothes were neatly packed away, yet there was no one on board. So it was just floating in the open ocean. A shark ate them. Yeah. A giant shark hopped on board and <laughs> ate Everybody. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. How did you know? <laughs> I'm just really smart. I agree. Okay. <laughs> so the only thing out of place was a missing lifeboat and a dismembered pump in the hold of the ship. So the hold. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of weird. The hold is a place where all of the storage is. And if there's a lot of extra passengers, sometimes they'd get shoved into the hold of the ship. But it's not where the pumps are. So it was just like this weird dismembered pump in the hold for some reason. Okay. So weird. Exactly. Um, again, there was not a person in sight on this boat, not a single soul. And when the captain of the Degrasha, um is that right, Degrasha? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure myself, but I would pronounce it that way. Okay. When he boarded the ship, he found three and a half feet of water in the um, bilge, which is the lower part of the boat that sits kind of like below the water line. But the cargo was intact, uh, though some of the barrels down in that area were empty. So presumably they may have been like alcohol and people had been drinking it. Okay. Yeah. So, the most interesting thing is that there actually isn't anything wrong with the ship. So, it was completely seaworthy, and the captain and the crew abandoning the ship was just, like, a really odd thing to do. Because, uh, like, captains will abandon a ship if it is no longer seaworthy, or if they think that there's going to be a problem, if they think a fire might break out. Pirates! (laughs) So, that's another theory. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll stop. No, it's okay. But nothing (laughs) was missing. So, except for their body yes, <laughs> except for the people. But pirates, their main point is to kill everyone and then steal the ship. So okay, the fact well, that they... maybe they're cannibal pirates and they just yes, wanted to eat them. Exactly. and they just wanted to eat the people and then they left the ship just like (laughs) on the ocean. It's totally, totally fine. I'll be quiet now. I'm sorry. No, that's totally good. But that was like, one of the issues with that theory was that there were still six months. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, there were still six months of food and water on the ship and they were both still good. You would take something. Yeah, exactly. And then, like I had said before, all the belongings of the crew members were still on the boat as well. So all of their personal belongings, any sort of like, treasure, not really treasure, but like anything that could have been worth something was still on the boat. Treasure. treasure. <laughs> All the treasure was still in the hold. But yeah. So um, theories began to abound after the Degracia crew claimed salvaging rights under maritime law, which basically just states that if there is a boat on the ocean and nobody... Is around it or anything whoever finds it it's theirs and that also happens when um wreckage washes up on shore whoever first finds it it's theirs um because you know the ocean doesn't belong to anyone technically so anything on the ocean is up for grabs for anyone
0: yeah so. maritime
1: law is really so interesting interesting um so of course people started to kind of question the crew of the Gracia when they showed up in gibraltar to claim the ship um, the Admiral Court at first suspected that they were the ones who had killed everybody. But again, after like a three month investigation, there was no foul play on the ship, like no blood, nothing that would have caused suspicion that everybody had been murdered on the boat. Um, and then their bodies tossed overboard. There was literally nothing. Um, so they weren't uh, able to find any evidence that this crew, the crew of the Degrasha had sort of like mutiny mm-hmm. mutinied in a way, and then um, killed everyone and then just brought the ship back for the money. Um, so because that they were so heavily suspected, the crew of the Gracia they actually only received partial payment for the ship and the cargo, and um, they didn't actually, like, get the ship. So they only got, like, one-third of the money for it. Did they know that that would happen? No, they didn't would they, know that. Would they
0: have expected to receive the entire ship and all of its belongings?
1: Yes. So they pr- they probably yeah. were gonna be like, okay, we're gonna take the whole ship, or they would have like turned the ship over to um, the court, and then they could have like disemboweled it, and then whatever money they got from the actual <laughs> disemboweled. disemboweled, yeah. This is about I feel the murder like that's of that's referring a ship. to bodies. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Sorry. They, when they, like, took apart the You're boat so weird. and then, like, I, Thank you. Um, when they took apart the boat and then, like, sold all of the pieces... They would have gotten whatever money from that sale, but they only received one third of it and then the rest went to the government. Um, because of the suspicion that they mm-hmm. possibly murdered everyone on board. But again, valid. Yeah, exactly. But there was no evidence whatsoever. There was no evidence. You can of, make someone just disappear, though. It's not absolutely I feel like you could totally do it's that. It's not a big deal, but there were about there were nine people on board this ship, and then the gracia only had like like three or four, so it kind of would have been hard for them to overpower nine semen. That makes sense. You and know? you'd have
0: to keep it a secret among uh-huh. three people, which is really hard. Yes, and exactly. You'd have to make them. You'd have to. Feed their bodies to sharks and yes,
1: exactly. Make that completely disappear. Probably difficult, yeah, yeah, exactly. But and it then it is
0: like the late 1800s, so I mm-hmm. feel like it's really easy to get away with stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, totally, this totally could have happened, and that's why they didn't get all of the money because people were so adamant that yeah. they had killed them. But they're actually, because there wasn't any foul play, there was no weapons. The uh, The Digrasha didn't have, it was like a barge ship, so it wasn't really big. And they didn't have any weapons on them. Like if they had anything, it may have been like the captain had a gun or something like that. But they weren't out there to salvage or do anything like that. So it was just kind of a curious situation and it it was their right to claim that boat because they just found it and I think it just happened to be like pure happenstance that they yeah. came upon it you know that makes sense so um they got their you know their I guess their punishment if they did in fact murder everybody they only got a little bit of the money So, you know, oh, well. (laughs) Um, But the Mary Celeste had actually set sail on November 7th, 1872, under the command of Captain Benjamin Briggs from New York Harbor. And it was set to arrive in Genoa, Italy. It was crewed by seven people and then carried Briggs, his wife and his daughter. So those are the nine people that were on board. Um, the disappearance of the crew caused quite a stir, and even Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote the Sherlock Holmes series, took this really seriously, and he wrote a short story in 1884, which is about 12 years after the incident, and it reopened the case into what happened to the crew. Of course, nothing was really found out, because like you said, this is the late 1800s. Like, they didn't really have a lot of, I don't know, like they didn't have a lot of... Research and investigative power to be able to figure out what happened. If anyone could, Um, it would be Sherlock Holmes, and he didn't. No, he didn't figure it out. So then I believe that this is unsolvable. Unsolvable. (laughs) No one will ever figure out what happened to them. Um, And he actually, uh, Conan Doyle said that a slave had mutinied. 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 Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Mutinied, you know, mutiny, and had killed the entire crew and then left on that lifeboat. So, But but, again, one person against... Against nine people. And there's no record that there was ever any slaves on this boat. So it wouldn't have made sense that some random person that didn't technically exist, like, rose up and killed everybody and then took off and was never seen or heard of again. Um, so he published the short story, reopened the case, but of course his theory was completely incorrect and totally sort of like fictionalized. Um, but it wasn't until 2002 when a researcher named Ann McGregor found out that the ship was actually 120 miles off of its original course. We don't really know why it was doing that, but it could have been due to the fact that the ship had been refitted with these new like pumps that dealt with coal and it could have clogged the pumps and possibly created like some smoke. And the captain could have been afraid of fire and then abandoned the ship. But if you remember, we had the dismembered pump inside the hold. So they probably were trying to figure out what the situation was. And because the captain knew that the ship had been refitted, he probably had dealt with this issue before. And so there still isn't any reason for him to abandon the ship Necessarily because of that reason. Other people have claimed that one of the um, doors to the cargo had popped open because of all the alcohol that was down in the cargo hold and it had caused like a small fire, but there was no evidence of a fire anywhere. So, why
0: would a door pop open? So, like, you have uh,
1: to explain that. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, with all of the heat mixed down in the bottom of the cargo hold, because they're down near Portugal and it's really hot down there and um, I'm not really sure the science of it necessarily but they said that with all of that mixed down there and then all of the bears of alcohol it could have caused like a little like explosion and the top could have popped off because of the heat but that um, the hold door was actually firmly secured so that's obviously not what happened to the crew and um, there was no evidence of the lifeboat anywhere So they were only three days off from land. So they would've gotten to Portugal, and if not to Portugal, they would've seen a ship somewhere because that area was heavily traversed by trading ships. So the fact that the lifeboat was gone indicates that they may have abandoned ship, but because Mm -hmm. nobody found these people, it's kind of odd that they just vanished because they didn't bring anything with them. I feel like they would have brought something with them. They would have brought water and food, and none of that was evident that they had taken anything from the actual ship. So and when did I don't they know. when did the when did they find the ship? They found the ship about a month after they had set sail on December 5th and they had left on November 7th. And we So I feel like that's enough time
0: though to get on the lifeboat. And, mm-hmm. disappear and disappear on purpose. And disappear completely, yeah. I feel like that's enough time, but, hmm, I don't
1: know. That's not, yes. like, super probable, but I feel like it's not impossible that they... Yeah, that they like, may, may yeah. have sailed in the wrong direction. And plus, for some reason, the captain was, like, No, like, like honey- leave on purpose. Oh,
0: And, like, yeah, find yeah, yeah. land and
1: mm-hmm. put Start on a fake colony. mustaches. Yeah. Yes, yes. Maybe they were smuggling something. Yeah, but like, what would the motivation be? And again, Mm -hmm. I
0: feel like it's hard to convince a lot of people to do something. Exactly, you have to get nine people to to be like, "This is a good idea." Exactly. Let's never tell anyone, and let's just leave and
1: change our names and never come back. Yeah, I feel like that'd be hard if it was like one person, maybe. But. Yeah, exactly. And the crew had been handpicked by the captain, and there were all of these strange circumstances with that. And nobody really knows why they were going to Italy. So there's a lot of different things that are tied in with the conspiracy theories as to why they disappeared. Um, Of course, this story is also laced in with the story of the Flying Dutchman, which is the most famous ghost ship out there. If anybody's watched... (laughs) Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) Um, and the truth behind the Flying Dutchman story is a very similar story Um, the captain who was a Dutchman he was from the Netherlands. Um, He was a raging drunk. And in 1641, he commanded his crew to sail into a ginormous storm. And because of this, the entire ship sank. And then a lot of people started to say, oh, I've seen the ghost ship of the Flying Dutchman. And then an opera came out of it. And there were all these crazy stories that it was haunting the entire ocean and that it was crewed by the dead. And, um, that also came up in the famous poem written by Samuel Coleridge called The Rime of the Ancient Mariner, which is about, um, a guy who kills an albatross and then due to that, like, everybody starts to drop dead and eventually he's, this guy who killed the bird is the lone survivor on this ship and the dead start to command the ship and it, like, flies over Central America, you know, Flying Dutchman style. (laughs) Bless you. So there's a lot of speculation as to what happened on the boat. But, but where are their bodies? Yes, exactly. It it that's the those. most confusing thing is where they went. Because somebody would have found a lifeboat adrift and there wasn't any storms At that time. (gasps) I know. You know what's scarier than murder? The ocean. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yes, because people disappear on the ocean all the time. Don't go into the ocean. Yes, it's like stop. Stop (laughs) it. Just stop going in the ocean. Everybody stop. (laughs) Nobody go to the beach. Just no, nothing. You go to the
0: beach. Mm -mm. Just
1: don't go into Mm -hmm. the ocean. Just stay right at the thing. Just make sandcastles. Exactly. And I think the creepiest aspect of the Mary Celeste is that they found it floating. Yeah, like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, nothing was wrong with it. I mean, like, nothing was on fire. There was no evidence of that. That would be, like, the only thing that could explain why they abandoned ship. But as you're rowing away from this boat and you see that it's not on fire, you'd just be like, oh, okay, we can go back to it. But they didn't do that. It would be so cool if we could...
0: Go back in time and with like current technology Technology. and science, solve all these cases. Yes,
1: it would be so neat. Ooh, that would be a cool movie or like oh yeah, to like go back in time and solve like this major case and then change history. Yeah, alter stuff, butterfly for the better. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So we don't really know what happened. We still don't know what happened to the crew of the Mary Celeste, and I just think it's really creepy because they just vanished. Like. I just don't that is understand. Really weird. Yeah. yeah, because there wasn't any storms that would have caused a lifeboat to capsize. Um there were boats everywhere. I mean, this is like a huge part of the this is like a huge part of history where trade was ginormous, especially to the areas where they're coming from. Portugal was a huge trading port. And people would and have feed someone. to Italy isn't
0: that far. No,
1: it's. I mean, like it's probably how like, long would that have taken from Portugal to Italy? Yeah. Um. Probably. I mean, if the weather was really good, like three weeks or so. Um. But they were only see, and that's the other interesting thing is that they made it all the way from New York Harbor to Portugal in a month. Wow. Which doesn't happen. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, like, you can spend, like, six months at sea before you reach England. They were efficient. Yeah. So, I don't know how they got there so quickly. And then the logbook, which every ship is required to have a logbook, like, it didn't say anything out of the ordinary. Like, the captain didn't write anything down that would have suggested that something weird was happening. If he did abandon ship, he would have put that in the logbook. And he did not do that. So that was something else that was kind of curious. That's
0: so weird. I know. Oh,
1: so, the ocean creeps me out. I know. It's so terrifying. This is another yeah. reason on my list of reasons to never go <laughs> in the ocean. Exactly. So that's the weird story of the Mary Celeste. And we still don't know what happened to these people. Um, and I'm going to tell you another story about three people who vanished on, well, not really on the ocean, but near the ocean inside of a lighthouse. Okay. So, let's dig into that story. I'm going to have really bad nightmares now. I'm glad. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, no. I think the light, the lighthouse story is slightly more terrifying and it's really hard with these oh, good. <laughs> like these like older stories to kind of like pick like kind of like put together what happened because we don't have a lot of evidence to support what actually happened, so it's so much speculation. There's so many different stories. Yeah. Um so this is the famous story of the Flannian Isle Lighthouse, which is located off the coast of the Elyon Moor in Scotland. So we're going to go to there next, okay. from Portugal to Scotland. We're riding on the ghost boat Yes, We're riding <laughs> all the way from on the Mary Celeste to Scotland. And this is the story of how three of the lighthouse keepers disappeared in 1900, right near by Christmas time. So, let's talk about that. Okay, so the Islet of the Aline Moor is one of the islands that makes up seven separate islands called the Seven Hunters near Scotland's coast. Um, Aline Moor is said to be haunted due to its lack of people, and there's only, like, sheep on the island. And the Scottish are really... Oh, this is your dream. This is my dream. Claire really wants a cottage with sheep. (laughs) I do! Uh, Sheep and alpaca... And I want to live in Scotland. So this is where I want to be. Really. Is that why you chose this? Maybe. I don't know. Subconsciously. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be the only person living on this haunted island. That <laughs> sounds great. Okay. So the Scottish are extremely superstitious for a really long time. Like they're called the Seven Hunters because of some old like magical legend story thing about okay. giants that used to live in the island, um, etc. So there's a lot of different things about Scottish culture that, like, bleed into legend and mythology. Um, and these islands also are famous because uh, St. Flanian, which is what they're named after, has an abandoned church on one of the um, islands. And people go there often to, like, worship or people have also been said to go there and perform cult magic So there's a lot of crazy stuff happening on these weird islands. And it was happening like hundreds of years before 1900 when this lighthouse was built on the Eileen Moore. So in December of 1900, the construction of this lighthouse was complete and three men, Thomas Marshall, James Ducat, and... Donald MacArthur sailed out to the Isle to begin their rotation of keeping the lighthouse. So basically, lighthouse keepers do like two weeks on the island and then they're like swapped out. There were two men who were staying there for the duration of the winter. And then I think it was Donald MacArthur who was the seasonal guy. And so he was going to leave after two weeks and be replaced by someone else. So we have these three guys sailing out to the lighthouse, and they're called keepers, which I, always, which I think is creepy. Um, so the superintendent of the lighthouses in Scotland, Robert Muirhead, told the men before he left them at the lighthouse that everything was in working order, everything was fine, but there was a heavy fog that was set over this one particular island among the seven hunters. So for some reason, there was a really heavy fog, and he was like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Um, excuse me, you're wrong. Uh, James was the one who sort of told Robert, he was like, I'm concerned about how much fog there is. The lighthouse was new. There had been th- like thousands of deaths around this island because of the lack of a lighthouse. It's really rocky, really dangerous, and ships would just like sail into it and get Broken up and crews would die all the time. So they had this thing. He was like, Well, if there's too much fog, you can't even see the light from the lighthouse. So there's no point of us being here right now. It's dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. Robert was like, It shouldn't be an issue because there weren't any incoming storms. So it was just going to be fog. And um, he just was like, You know what? Just stay here. You'll be fine. We'll come in, we'll be there in two weeks or whatever. And then Um, We'll make sure that everything's okay. And if there is an issue, we'll let you know. So on December 22nd, uh, 1990, which was a little bit later than the planned arrival of the replacements, the ship, the SS Hesperus. Hesperus, yes. Uh, The ship SS Hesperus arrived at the lighthouse. Captain James Harvey was bringing the replacement lighthouse keeper to the island, and the ship had been delayed because of bad weather off the coast. Um, The bad weather had started on the 17th, which was around their expected arrival time, but they weren't able to go into that area. Again, no one had actually seen the lighthouse for over a week and a half, because it was so foggy. Goodness. I know. I know. So um, one thing that they noticed when they first arrived is that the landing dock wasn't out for them. And that was one of the things that the lighthouse keepers had to do for incoming ships so that they could actually dock on the island so that weather could clear up and that they could sail safely to the mainland. Um, In addition to that, the flag staff, which would have held the Scottish flag, was empty. And the three keepers, Thomas, James, and Donald, were not waiting for to greet the ship, which was something that they had been instructed to do for their replacement to come in, and then they could be like, here's the island, and then Donald would have left the island Mm -hmm. with the ship. So those were the first signs of trouble. Um, So the ship docked, and Joseph Moore, who was the replacement for Donald, was the first to investigate the lighthouse. He immediately felt a sense of dread walking up the stony pathway to the entrance of the lighthouse. In addition to Joseph's feeling of dread... Eileen Moore was still really, really foggy. So he wouldn't have been able to see very well. I'm sure that's pretty terrifying to like walk onto a tiny stone island by yourself. Yeah. And like walk up to this lighthouse that doesn't have a light on anymore for some reason. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. And the three men who are supposed to be there are not there waiting for you. So it's like, okay, what's going on? Oh my goodness! I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, would why. I would just turn around. I know. I have no idea why he did this by himself. But he went he up Probably there by was like, they're in trouble. I should go check on them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. To make like sure, that. maybe to make sure that there wasn't anything dangerous and not to risk the rest of the crew so that they could. You know, yeah at least alert them that there's danger or something like that so he was up there and the seven hunters are pretty miserable little islands like they're puny i'll show you i'll put a picture on the instagram and then i'll show you a picture after we're done with this but they're really small like you could probably fit like maybe 10 houses on there and then there wouldn't be enough space for everybody um so it's not really great so walking up onto this tiny island where you can literally see the entire expanse and there's nothing oh my god fucking terrifying (laughs) that's
0: really creepy yeah
1: um oh we can cuss now because we're not on
0: the radio oh
1: yeah that's right (laughs) it's fucking terrifying (laughs) so um one of the first things that joseph noticed when he walked up to the door of the lighthouse is that it was completely locked and shut really firmly which kind of indicates that someone would have had to have had a key and locked the door behind them um and then left so that was kind of suspicious and then upon entering the house, Joseph saw that all three of the keepers had simply vanished. There was nobody inside. And there was food on the table, including some, like, meat and potatoes and, like, some other random stuff that indicated that they they had been, like, eating a meal or something. And um, there were... Oh yeah, sorry. The lamp had been prepared and was ready to be lit. So obviously, it seems like they had all disappeared at night sometime. And then finally, two of the three oilskin coats, which were given to them by the commissioner, um, were missing. One, like so, two of them were completely gone, and then one of them was still in the lighthouse, which was curious because. Like why would one person not take their coat and then the other two people take their coat with them? It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Maybe one of them was like, "I don't need my coat because I'm a total badass. <sighs> it's not that cold outside. Oh my gosh! But everyone in Colorado, emotional. I know, when right? It's blizzarding. Exactly. It's like I don't need my coat. It's like yes, you do. Stop trying to be like just wear this. your jacket. Just wear your jacket. <laughs> um, so another interesting aspect of the sort of, like, room where they were staying was that there was an overturned chair. It was just kind of, like, knocked askew from the table, like someone had got up abruptly or something had happened, and it was just kind of laying on the floor in this very odd manner. So there were a lot of curious things that were going on inside the lighthouse, Um And then the first thing that Joseph thought is that it was really odd that all three of the men were gone, because another rule for lighthouse keeping is that there had to be at least one person inside the lighthouse at all times. So the fact that all three of them were completely gone was really, really strange. So even if something odd had happened and there was something weird going on outside and the other two weren't coming back, the third person was required to stay inside of the lighthouse until someone came to the island. So, the fact that all three of them were gone was really odd. Yeah. Um, of course, that could there could be some explanation as to why all three of them were gone. Maybe something had they gone, gone murders. Or Yeah, exactly. That sounds like it, they such were,
0: a boring job, by I know. the way.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> lighthouse keeping, I definitely don't want to do that. Um. So, that was interesting. And then, in addition, we have the one coat that's still remaining inside of the lighthouse so we don't know if maybe like there was some screams heard off in the distance, and the guy that was staying inside the lighthouse heard them and freaked out and like jumped up and tried to go figure out what was going yeah. on, and then now he's gone too, and something happened to all of them. Theory, yes. Okay, the Spanish boat. <laughs> they take about a
0: decade. Mm-hmm. They take their time. Mm-hmm. They get to Scotland. Yeah. Murder them. Yeah. Then they get lost and in the fog. The,
1: magic. That's exactly what happened. How did you? How did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> they killed the crew of the Mary Celeste, and then they came and they randomly killed these three guys, <laughs> and then they got lost, and then they got lost, and they didn't steal anything from anyone. <laughs> That's
0: not their motive. Not their They're motive just at all. They're cold-hearted just killers. Murders.
1: Yeah, it's really great. Did so... you just hit yourself in the face? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you did with your microphone. Like, it hit me. No. Yeah. Um. So Captain Harvey the captain of the ship that had come, Mm -hmm. arrived, um, decided to search the island just to like make sure that probably a good idea. Yeah, (laughs) right? That they weren't like hiding in a cave somewhere or something. Um, And they came up with nothing. There was literally no footprints, no trace of them anywhere, no clothing, no bodies, Literally nothing. Oh my gosh, how scary was that? Yes, search. (laughs) That was was probably the worst. They had literally just vanished. There was no proof that they had gone anywhere or done anything. The only fact is that they just weren't there. That is so weird. I know. Very strange. So Captain Harvey left the island to telegraph the mainland about the uh, the incident. And he left several men in the lighthouse in case the other three were to come back or like they had missed them somewhere or something had happened. Um, and he, and, like the guy, the people that stayed there stayed for a few days, including Moore, who is the replacement guy. And nothing turned up. Nothing at all. Investigations into the incident led nowhere, and the logbook, which most maritime people use a logbook to explain what's going on, because if an incident like this were to occur, people would be able to know what's going on. But he discovered inside that the few final entries were quite odd. (sighs) Get ready. Okay. Okay. So Thomas, one of the uh, lighthouse guys, um, a few days before... The final entry said that there were severe winds, the likes of which I have never seen before in 20 years. In addition, he said that James had been keeping quiet, but that Donald had been crying every night. Which apparently was really odd because Donald is like this big guy who's a seaman. He's been on the ocean for years. And for some reason, this odd weather... And the stress of all of these gusts of wind and this crazy fog was, like, getting to his head. And he was, like, mentally breaking down and, like, crying constantly and being very odd. Just Maybe kind he's just of, like, really in
0: touch with nature. Maybe he
1: is. Maybe he's really in touch with his feelings and yeah. Mother Earth and just needed to odd, cry though. it out. Or he's possessed. Yes. Or the demons got there. So, um, the next few days also stated that the weather was worsening and that all three men were praying for the storms to end, according to the log. Another odd practice for the three seamen is that apparently all of them were praying and that they weren't religious men. And so that was something that people noted that were like, I don't know, like something really, really bad must've been going on. It must've been really terrifying for them all to be like praying for their lives and like, please God, let it end. Um... And then the last entry was for the 15th of December, so about, yeah, they showed up on the 22nd, the ship did, so it's like over seven days, um, like seven days ago was the last entrance, and it was Thomas stating, storm ended, sea calm, God is, is over all. So that's what that said, which is very odd. It Hmm. specifically says God is over all, which I thought was kind of odd. Not really sure what that means. Have we ruled out Aquaman? No, we haven't. Okay. Maybe he was upset about something. Yeah, maybe he was recruiting them for his undersea army.
0: Or my actual theory, though, what if there was like a really bad tornado and it picked the men up? And <laughs> I mean, that could happen, right?
1: No. Sharknado? <laughs> there was a sharknado and some sharks ate them. I think it's hilarious. You keep on thinking that the sharks are eating There's... people off of the boat and the island.
0: Sharks <laughs> and home invasion are my number one fear. Tied. Those are the two. Yeah, sharks are terrifying. I'm I would actually hate very, to be very afraid of sharks. Shark. I don't want to do that. I've never gone like more than. Knee deep in the in the Mm -hmm. ocean, like I'm really afraid. of so funny.
1: Yeah, no, I had to like conquer my fear before I like swam out into the ocean. Yeah, I wouldn't ever do that. It's pretty terrifying. I will say that I did not enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to. I had like a mini like panic attack. It's terrifying. Yeah, you're asking a shark to eat you. Pretty much. That is where they they
0: live. You're like getting in their space. (laughs) Yeah, and then you're like, like, excuse me,
1: why would you eat me? Because you're like chilling on their dinner place. Yeah, it's like delivery. Yeah, it's DiGiorno. (laughs) <laughs> it's not delivery, it's de journo. I'm just yes. gonna show up. Exactly. But so could that's basically have been, what happened.
0: Could they have just been
1: swept away by the winds or something? So here's the interesting thing. Okay. There were no storms reported from the twelfth until the seventeenth, which were all of the days that they had been what? saying that there was a storm on the island. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that creepy? There like nothing. Like there were no huge gales of wind. It was just the fog. If there had been a lot of wind, the fog would have like been shifting, but there wasn't anything. Well nothing. who who was reporting the weather? Or like who was So Thomas was the one who was on the island in the lighthouse saying that there was a storm. No, but who's saying that there aren't storms? The the almanac, the national almanac, stated but that like, there were no storms. And an investigation was done in the early 2000s, tracing back the weather patterns, and there were no storms that night. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that entire week there was nothing. Ghost nothing. storms. I know. Uh, and the interesting thing is that the fog covered the island and the lighthouse couldn't be seen until the 29th of December. So that's how bad the fog was. So it's om- But it was just around those seven islands. Creepy That's is that? so creepy. I know, I know. It was just around those islands, and, um, you know, like when the first mention of the storm, which was on the twelfth, was when the fog started to roll in across the island. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's really weird. So the fog totally creeps me out. Uh, not great. And the reason why we know that the lighthouse wasn't visible until the 29th of December is because it was monitored by the um, Lighthouse Commission by telescope from the mainland. So they wanted to make sure that the lighthouse was still working. And if there were any issues with the lighthouse, the um, men would be able to signal them with Morse code using the lighthouse itself. Um, And they would also be able to tell, like, if there wasn't any light coming from the lighthouse, they'd send someone over and make sure that everything is okay. And they couldn't see it for, like, over 20 days um, from the mainland. And the first time that someone could see it from a ship was on the 15th. And they rolled right past it, and they just saw the top of it, but it was still heavily covered in fog. And then the next time that the people saw it was on the 29th. So That is so weird. I know. It's really, really terrifying. Yes. So that's basically what happened. And I mean, the only time that somebody else was on the island was on the 22nd when the SS um, Hesperus docked and all of the men were completely gone. So hmm, weird ramblings in the log about praying and needing the storm to end and all of these crazy wind and waves and all this, but none of that actually happened on the island.
0: Oh my gosh. Pretty weird. Well, Claire. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for sufficiently
1: and exponentially (laughs) increasing my fear of the ocean. You're welcome. (laughs) You're totally, totally welcome. So, uh, one of the excuses that was put forth by uh, the commissioner, Robert Muirhead, when the investigation was taking place, is that they noticed that um, over on the Western Landing platform, there had been damage from the waves, which which were crashing up against the side of the island on the 17th of December. So, don't forget that, on the 17th, and the last log was made on the 15th, so... The log is daily. Um, so the fact that there wasn't anything for the 16th or the 17th is kind of curious. But because of the storms that were happening, there were a lot of huge waves that were crashing about as high as 200 feet above sea level, which would have been like the- right <laughs> at the coast. Yeah, <laughs> Holy crap! it was really huge. And this was, again, on the 17th of December is when all of these storms started to happen. And uh, during the investigation, they found that... Um, like some ropes that were usually affixed to a crate on a supply crane were completely obliterated, which kind of makes sense. I mean, it's like on an island, if the waves, waves are reaching that high, then of course they would have like destroyed anything that was near that area. And Robert Muirhead was basically like, that's what happened. They went down there to check on the crane, which again, all three of them wouldn't have gone down there. Um, Because someone had to be inside the lighthouse. So why would all three of them have gone down there in the first place if there was an issue like that? Because two men probably could have dealt with that. And if they had seen that the crane itself was going to be destroyed, they would have abandoned that and gone back up to the lighthouse. Because it's not worth the risk of life. They could just go back up and be like, hey, our crane was destroyed. and, And deal with that, like, later when yeah. the replacement came. Yeah. Um so that doesn't seem like a very like it seems logical kind of, but at the same time, it's on the western side of the island. So what would have triggered the third guy to leave the lighthouse and go all the way out there? Unless like it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for him to abandon his post because he had like all three of them had specifically said, You're only here for two weeks. We're going to have someone else show up. If anything happens, stay in the lighthouse because it's winter. It's dangerous. This is your job. You have to take care of the ships that are surrounding this area first. If like someone vanishes or something like that, just stay here. We're going to be back in two weeks. And then the investigation will commence as to what happened to the guy. Um, so it just doesn't seem very logical to me anyway just cuz their instructions were so clear, but then again there could have been a camaraderie there and they could have been like, "Hey, we can't leave our like the other two people out there. I better go check on them." But yeah. just the quickness of everything, like the food was still on the counter, there's that chair that was upturned. We still have the two missing jackets. There's just a lot of things that showcase that something else happened that was a little bit more dramatic than a crane being destroyed on the other side of the island. Yeah. Wow. I know. That is so weird. It's really interesting. So they brushed it off and basically said that that was what happened. And a lot of people who try to rationalize the situation say that that's what happened. Um but one of the troubling things about that theory is the lack of bodies. So if there was a wave that had crashed up against the side of the wall and had killed the men, there would have been evidence that they were down there because as you know waves crash up against the rocks and then drag everything back with them, but there were a lot of rocks everywhere, so something would have got caught somewhere, but nothing was found. Absolutely nothing. There were no footprints down there like jack squat there was nothing (laughs) it was it's just creepy to me like it it I just feel like there would be some sort of evidence that points to the fact that they were down there and the only thing they have is the fact that there's like destroyed stuff and they already know that the waves were high enough to destroy it so it's like okay well (laughs) I mean You know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. No. So it just seems a little odd. These stories are really weird. Yes. (laughs) And creepy. Exactly. And another thing is that when that almanac was published that I had mentioned before about all of the weather and the investigation in the early 2000s about this incident, it showed that the wave itself probably wouldn't have been strong enough to reach that high to sweep away everything. So it was probably the wind that knocked over that crane mm-hmm. and not a wave. So in addition to all of this like weird stuff about the wave killing them, there probably wasn't any waves that were big enough to reach that high. And that was proven by the actual weather study that came out later. So there probably wasn't a wave at all. So that's kind of interesting, too. Where are they? I know. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> I really don't want to do that. Um, so, like you had said, there's a lot of theories about pirates invading the island, but nothing was taken from the lighthouse. Um and, of course, if pirates had invaded, that would have been their main motive, unless they were cannibalistic yes, pirates. Yes, maybe there's a group of sadistic pirates out yes, there who just we, want people. Yes, and we just never knew about them because they kept on killing everybody. So Because like, they ate each other. Yes, exactly. And, then, and there there's
0: one surviving member, and yeah, he and he's never not told anyone. T-
1: yeah, he's not going to tell anybody about that. Um, in addition, alien abduction has also been something that people not have been that. suspect of. <laughs> I know, right? I think alien abduction would be hilarious. Like, I just think it would be so <laughs> funny if this entire time, all of our rational thought about the fact that the aliens have never visited the Earth is completely wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. They
0: have visited the Earth. Did you
1: learn nothing
0: from your trip to Roswell?
1: I guess not. You just I just got some like, cute socks yeah, and left. I did. I got cute socks and I was like, aliens. And then I booked it out of there. (laughs) Or maybe I was probed and I don't remember. And you are an alien now. Yes, and now I'm completely denying it because they put a chip inside of my brain that told me aliens don't exist. (laughs) That's exactly right. But Roswell's really cool if anybody wants to go. It's actually really fun. They have a McDonald's shaped like a UFO. It's pretty cool. It is pretty neat. So, um, in addition to all of the weird speculation, there's the theory of fairies and fairies are um, not like Tinkerbell fairy. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so fairies, fairies like the boat. Yeah. <laughs> no, not a fairy boat. An oh. actual fairy. <laughs> Stop it. So okay, you know, okay, let me tell you. Let me. Explain I'm this. not smart so, enough to keep up fine. with your jokes. So, <laughs> in Scotland and Ireland, there are these series of these creature called fairies, F A E R I E S, which are creatures that basically abduct people and then take their place. And they take them to fairy land. Now, okay, I know this sounds insane, but this is like an actual pillar of mythology and um, Nordic myth in Ireland and Scotland. And people actually believed that these things called fairy hills, what you basically did is if you had a child that was born and had a lot of issues, you would leave the child on the fairy hill because they weren't your human child. They were a fairy that had replaced them. So you leave them on the fairy hill and then he they'd <laughs> be swapped out... Again, and then you'd go back. And if the child was dead, then the child was a fairy who couldn't survive anymore. And then you just, yeah, that was their explanation for it. Not at all what I thought you were about to tell me. (laughs) So, um, fairies don't usually swap out with adult people, but some people thought that that's what had happened to them on this island. Um, Giants are another explanation that they had gotten killed by giants. Um, And these are all deep rooted in Scottish and Irish myth. it's it's really weird stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Nymphs are another thing that are, like, Loch Ness Scottish. Monster? Yes. Loch Ness Monster is something. Sea Monsters have all... Sea Monsters were also related to the Mary Celeste, saying that they had all been devoured by sea monsters. Let's just not risk monsters. it. Let's not yes, go out there. Let's just we don't not know. go. Let's just not go. Because then we won't be literally... Then we won't literally vanish. I don't want to vanish. I don't either. <laughs> I'd rather stay around, you know. Um, and of course, like when confronted with the impossible, the mind grapples with the logical. But in this incident, there's so many different things that could have happened, logical and illogical, that it's kind of hard to piece together everything when we literally, they literally are gone. Like they didn't, like we can't find their bodies. Um, we can't find a motive to say that one of them killed the other two and then jumped to their death or whatever. But um after this incident Joseph Moore who was the replacement lighthouse keeper was still given that job and he said that he hated yeah, the island. Yeah, I would not be. Cool no, with that. I wouldn't totally not stay there. His son after his father's death would say that he was completely terrified of the island and hated living there. Like he would always feel uncomfortable and this weird urge to like jump off of stuff and like just this crazy just crazy stuff. In addition to that, <gasps> wait. Yeah, is there any theories about like cabin fever? No, there hasn't been any theory. Well, because they weren't long enough, I would say they're long enough to induce cabin fever. They'd only been there a while. I guess that's true, especially surrounded by fog and you can't really go anywhere. Nobody can see you. It's kind of like you're completely alone and you can't do anything about it. That would take me a whole two days. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's true. That's true. You wouldn't be happy about it. I would actually pretty be pretty satisfied to stay on a tiny little island for. Like two yes, weeks. Yes,
0: this is literally your dream. You've told me multiple yeah. times you want a sheep cottage
1: yeah. in Scotland. In Scotland, just like alone. <laughs> yes, that's been. Yes, she's yeah. mentioned that every time. Alone. Yeah.
0: Yes, she doesn't want anyone to no. come.
1: I mean, like you can come and visit if you want. Okay. Like you'd be allowed, but to come. I have to leave. Yeah, you have to leave eventually. Or you could, I mean, like, you could stay for a couple months if you wanted to. I'll make up a guest room for you and Kayla, and then we guys, we can just, like, hang out. Okay. Do, like, our podcast for a couple weeks. (laughs) And then I'll be like, okay, bye. (laughs) Yes, she's literally
0: said, I have to have a successful career as a lawyer so that I can afford a cottage in Scotland (laughs) with sheep.
1: Yeah. That's my dream. Uh, I think it's a good dream. Anyway. So, um, another creepy thing that's happened at this lighthouse is that after Joseph Moore retired or whatever he did... Um, another man fell to his death from the top of the lighthouse a few years oh God, stop later. Stop going in this
0: lighthouse. Build another one. It's cursed.
1: Literally, just build one on a different island. Just, no <laughs> one needs to go to this island. Yeah, no. Just stop driving your ships around near it. Do you drive a ship? Do you captain a ship? Okay. Do captain you captain, I mean they have you wheels, captain right? a ship? Yeah, like, they have wheels, and then it controls the. Yeah. Okay. You can drive a ship. You can driving a ship. Don't drive your ship near these islands. That's all I have to say. Stop it. Just stop doing that. So yeah, another man fell to his death. And then after they put the lighthouse in, still an additional 300 people died at sea near the these islands. So ultimately what I would say is avoid Portugal and then also avoid the Seven Hunter Islands. And the entirety of the ocean. Yes. So that's my overall theory about that. But those are the two, like, strange disappearances that have happened near or around the ocean. Um, I thought they were really creepy because we still don't really have a good understanding of where these people went. And um, it's not like someone can literally just vanish. That doesn't really happen. So I just want to know. That's all. That's all. So if anybody that's knows. That's all she wants. So in life, yeah, and a cottage and sheep. And cottage and sheep, and I want to know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be done, and then I'm good. Like I don't, yeah. That's I mean, it. I wouldn't
0: mind to, to know either. That's so yeah. weird. It is weird. I think it's that- almost like it's weird when people vanish in civilization. Yes, like last they, week, like yeah. my trees before she was found. Like yes. where did she go? But then yeah, we like always what find happened? something. We find like yes, there's always her a bones or, or something. Yeah. Well, not always. I mean, there are still missing people out there, of but like. They're probably trafficked or, mm-hmm. like, we something we have, crazy.
1: We have pathways to kind of, like, draw to where they yeah. could have gone nowadays anyway. But back then, and even and now... in the ocean. Yes. I feel like there's still... Yeah. The ocean is still just not a good place. <laughs> like, no, it's not. And, I mean, ships go missing still. The Bermuda Triangle's a thing. Yeah. That's really creepy. <sighs> That's
0: always creeped me I out. Thought you, I kind of thought you were going to do something
1: about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought about it, but I think, like... People still go through the Bermuda Triangle, and they're fine. So I was like, I want to talk about stuff that, like's really weird. Yeah, these stories are super creepy. Yeah, and I'm just, like, in both of these instances, nothing, like, everything was left behind. Nothing had been taken. So that's what kind of freaked me out a little bit is what these people leave behind. It's kind of like the Croatoan effect of, like... There's only there's this weird, subtle thing that's kind of off, like the overturned chair and the food and the missing jacket and then the like disemboweled pump in the bottom of the ship and um, the missing lifeboat. Like it's all of these just weird occurrences that could prove to something logical. But at the same time, it's almost like. Yeah, but it still doesn't make any sense. Like, we ha- we didn't find them. There were no bones anywhere. There was no lifeboat that we found anywhere near the ship. Like, how far could they have rowed away from the Mary Celeste in those few days? Um, so, it's just kind of like, hmm, interesting.
0: That's so bizarre. I'm not I know. I'm not okay with that. Yeah.
1: It's a, <laughs> little, it's a little creepy. I hate the ocean. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um... If you have any crazy stories about missing ships on the ocean or weird lighthouse murders, hit us up.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> really want to know any more of them, actually. I would totally you tell like <laughs> to know
1: about them. Yes. Because I've always been interested in this ever since I learned about the Flying Dutchman stuff. Um, and I love Samuel Coleridge's poem, The Rime of the Ancient Mariner, just because it's so creepy. And seamen have a lot of um, weird traditions. And like, I know you're going to make a joke about seamen. <laughs> you just. It's so it just sounded like seamen. I'm sorry, okay. I didn't, okay. <laughs> I knew I wasn't I knew gonna it was say gonna anything. Be, it was either gonna be, well, I mean, there's only two of us, but there was, it was gonna be one of us that made that joke. And I, I'm, you have to pause, yeah, men, sea-men. seamen. So these seamen, they all have weird legends and stuff that they do on the ocean. and... I just think it's interesting it is thank Some you stuff. you're welcome i really creeped out I know thank you so much I was creeped out too um and yeah if you guys actually know what happened to these people tell us <laughs> if you're around then um <laughs> you know I I mean like I wasn't but like if you were I don't think yeah maybe no I, mean, I, I don't, don't there's not anyone around they're not <laughs> two
0: people listen to this podcast
1: <laughs> so it's fine and we know who they are yes exactly so let us know But anyway, (laughs) there you go.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. Bye.